Welcome to Mythology Breakdown, the podcast where we discuss history as told through myths, legends, and folklore. My name is Cece, and I'm here with... Tony. Who is my husband, and we are your hosts. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We are so excited to be back for a third week. Yes, and we're mostly excited that we just finally got to Norse mythology. Yes, I've been so excited for Norse mythology. It's the one that I know the most probably incorrect information about just because of the Marvel <laughs> Universe, to be completely honest. Oh, yeah. Uh, there, there are some things that have been misconstrued over the years, but taking a deeper look, we found some pretty interesting things, or at least I know I did. I'm, yeah, I'm pretty excited to share what I learned. So real quick before we get started, I want to do a trigger warning um, one for content. I don't think we have anything too outrageously awful today, barring the regular godly creation stuff, i.e. a lot of incest. Um, so that makes you uncomfortable. This is probably not the episode or probably the podcast for you, unfortunately. And cheating. There's a lot of stuff that we're going to be talking about in here that do include quite a bit of affairs. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I also want to do a trigger warning. I have a tick disorder, and I do have vocal tics, so I probably will tick at some point during the recording of our podcast. And if you're sensitive to them, I just ask that you please be cautious when listening. I don't want to hurt you guys at all. So, um, our agenda for today, we're going to be talking about kind of a little bit more broad things than we have lately. Um, we're going to start off the, with the history of the origins of Norse mythology, you know, kind of how it got recorded, and then we're going to be talking about how not only the universe, but Earth itself was created. I think this is the first religion that we've talked about that involves more than just the Earth. Yeah. It really, it, it, it has a whole universe involved in it. Um, and then we'll take a quick break, and then we're going to come back and break down the gods, the family tree, and... How they've appeared in the media. Sounds good. Yeah. Um, So let's get started. I got just a couple of fun facts today. Um, While we still have a ton of Norse mythology to work from, we have actually lost the majority of the Norse mythology works. Just because it was a very oral tradition society, not anything was written down until really the 12th century was the first like real recorded writings of Norse mythology. Dang. All right. Yeah. Um, the Norse society, which spanned from, like, the Denmark area, um, they were largely a pagan society, and, um, you know, like, a lot of their myths and stuff kind of got transformed and recorded differently when Christianity started taking over the area. So we can't be 100% certain that what we do know is even what was taught because of the Christianity aspect. Um, The third thing, which we're going to go into more detail later, but it just needed to be its own fun fact, is that according to some reports of in, in the mythology findings that I was looking at, Ragnarok, or the end of the world, has already happened, and we are on at least our second iteration of time, because the Norse people believed that time was cyclical, and I'm going to go into the four phases later, but I just thought Hmm. it was kind of interesting that this is not Earth's first go-around. Yeah, that's actually... 
it's very interesting in my opinion yeah i thought that was really cool and that's why it needed to be its own little fun fact so how did norse mythology originate that's what i kind of did my research on this week and um this was the first religion or um mythology i refer to it as religion because it's a belief system in most most societies just like christianity or you know buddhism today anything like that um but this is the first one that i found a common years that it was practiced and that was from 790 to um 1100 ce or current era so i mean honestly this is a lot more recent than you know i thought it was i assumed that it was way way older i thought that it was older than even the greeks but i guess if you think about the forming of countries and stuff i don't know time is an illusion right (laughs) the first written recording was um called the poetic edda which was compiled compiled in 1270 which is why earlier i stated that we have to be cautious when we you know think about how much of this is actually accurate because it was composed after you know christianity had kind of had a solid foothold in the norse society so visions were skewed you know it was not you know recent and so we have to be really careful when we look at all of this stuff right um but it that the poetic edda is widely considered to be the most accurate description of everything Hmm. um and it was skaldic poetry which was recorded and preserved in iceland and that's from the viking age and that's what was kind of used to record that book um which i thought was really cool so norse gods in earth society it was pretty interesting um i'm sure tony will go into this more later but the first god slayed a giant and turned his body into the nine realms mm-hmm. are you going to go into that later uh for the most part yes i kind so... of want to do the nine realms as its own episode later on oh so... yeah we'll we'll get deeper into how you know all nine realms were created uh, i am going to be going over one of the realms today or at yeah. least braze over one of the realms um, so another recording that I found is the Codex Pegius or Regius? Pegius? Regius? I can't read my own note. That's what happens when you write in, like, half cursive. <laughs> <laughs> um, so one of the major differences that I was kind of noting when I was doing my research about how the mythologies kind of affected day-to-day life, because we've talked about how in Greek and Roman it kind of encapsulated the entire, you know, there'd be entire cities dedicated to a certain deity or something like that. This wasn't necessarily the case in North religion from what I was finding. Um, so it was more of a person by person devotion. Each person would kind of have a god or goddess or deity that they would kind of, you know, have a personal connection with. And that's one that they you know, worshipped in their homes. There wasn't necessarily a lot of altars. There was, but it wasn't like the Greeks and the Romans where, like I said, they had entire cities and temples and, like, they had those things. It just wasn't as important. And I thought that that was really interesting. Um, You can kind of see some influence on the location names. Um, 
the, some cities and establishments and monuments, they did share godly names. And that's probably just because of the times and stuff. But it, yeah, it just wasn't the exact same. Right. Um, you know, you can't have the same with everything. There yeah. has to be minor differences, at least in some aspects of mythology. Yeah, yeah, which, I mean, it makes total sense. It's just that so far we've seen a trend of kind of similar similar things. This is the first time we've really researched something that's different from what we know from mythology. I'm actually quite excited about it. I'm even more excited for the Egyptians next week. I just watched The Mummy for the first time, and it just totally renewed my interest in ancient Egypt. Now, we're talking about the... The original Mummy movie, you know, yes, the yes. one with Brendan Fraser, not the <laughs> crappy Scorpion King. And I know King. I'm 21 and I'd never seen it until yesterday, but we're not going to talk about that. I watched it. It's all good. <laughs> anyway, whatever, whatever back, to the, <laughs> back to the Norse. Um, so the Norse people believed that life and existence existed in four phases. And I'm not sure if you're going to go into this more, but I kind of wrote down what the phases were, is that there's the creation... Then there is the beginning of time. It was two different things. The creation and time are two different things. Hmm. And um, then you have, you know, time as it exists. And then happens Ragnarok, which, as I mentioned earlier, is the end of the world. And after the end of the world, a new world emerges from the sea. And like I said, that there are some parts of the religion, and it's not necessarily agreed upon, but there are some people that believe that Ragnarok has already happened at least once, like I mentioned, and that we are living in a cyclical part of time. <laughs> so we've basically already already done this once and now we're on our second go around, which I think is really interesting, especially when you think about um, religions that believe in reincarnation and stuff. Um it nece- like they don't they didn't necessarily believe in person by person reincarnation but time as a whole being a reincarnation and i thought that was really really cool hmm yeah well, that's actually very interesting yeah um then just finally i really wanted to touch on the nine worlds really quick just in the simplest matter because i'm sure that Tony has more details and we are going to go into the nine realms in depth in a later episode go for it um So the two main ones that we're going to be dealing with are going to be Asgard and Midgard. And Asgard is the world where the gods live, and Midgard is the equivalent of Earth. Like, we live on Midgard. Mm -hmm. And then there are others inhabited by, like, elves and giants and dwarfs. There are, like, specific creatures that live on the other worlds. And what's interesting about this is that in this time... People, gods, creatures alike could travel in between the nine worlds. They could go from Midgard to Asgard to the dwarf planet to the giant planet. And, like, anyone could do it. Right, because all of them were were peaceful. Yeah, and that was something that I, you know, you don't really see a lot. Because it's almost like saying the gods and the humans were equal. They could both go wherever they wanted. Same with the dwarves and the giants and... That's just not something that you necessarily see in mythology a lot, I, be- I, I feel like. Right. Um, yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's all I really got. The rest of my stuff kind of pertains to the gods themselves, and I know that we wanted to talk about that later. Yes. 
Yeah, so Tony, I'm going to turn the time over to you so you can walk me through the creation of the world through the eyes of the Norsemen and Perfect. women. Perfect. And they thems. So, they thems. Nice. Uh, so, basically, uh, what I did was... Nice. Uh, I kind of split it up into into separate parts. So I did um, like first, second, and then the creation of you know Midgard. Mm-hmm. So first, uh, Norse mythology actually has a very familiar story, like we were just talking about. Um, they also have many aspects that are fantastic and surprising. At first, there was an empty space called... Now, these names are crazy, so I'm going to mess these up. I have an idea, and I'm going to mention it to you now, just just because I have a feeling you're about to spot off a bunch of names that you can't pronounce. Mm-hmm. Instead of attempting to pronounce the names... We can still attempt to pronounce the names, but I feel like we should pull up like a Google Translate to read the names out loud to see if we're actually close or if we're just spreading false information. You know, we could do that as like a special episode, which keep in tuned because those are going to our Patreon. No shameless plug yet though. Let's finish this first (laughs) and then we'll get back to that. So like I said, there are quite a few things that are going to be weird and, uh, don't know if I'm saying them right. Yeah, but... so just bear with us. We're probably yeah. gonna misprint misprint whoa. Mispronounce. Mispronounce some names. Just go ahead and send us an angry hate filled email about the correct way to pronounce those names. But don't do that on Apple Podcasts when you go to leave us a review because that's just not cool. That hurts. <laughs> uh but so first there was an empty space called Ginung Gap. Ginung Gap. Uh, north of said place uh, was a well called Virgilmir that gave water to Yggdrasil, or as it's known as the Great World Tree. Uh, the northern part of Ginungagap was freezing cold, and whatever water Yggdrasil, the world tree, would not be taken up, it quickly froze and created the frigid world called Niflheim. Which, you know, the frost giants, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, the southern part of Gingungagap, wow, uh, kept getting hotter and created Muspelheim, the land of fire. Uh, the heat melted part of Nivelheim and created sparks and mist when the freezing cold water and heat combined. The mist and steam took the form of Mir, the first giant, and it also created Adumla, an enormous primordial cow. Same. Yeah. So basically, the first giant and a cow. Lit. Second. That's how I want to live my life. Oh, it gets weirder. Oh, no. So, right? Uh, second, Mir fed on Adumla's milk while Adumla licked the salt that gathered on the icy rocks of Niflheim. Where Adumla licked... The ice took shape and formed Buri, the first god. What? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. How were you created? My mother licked me into existence from a salt hill. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's another way to call someone salty, right? Oof. (laughs) Uh, Buri eventually had at least one child, even though... He was the only god 
person thing on this planet. I think I saw him described as actually being like a hermaphrodite, like being both sexes and was asexual and asexually reproduced. Weird. I mean, at least that's how it would be modernly interpreted today, I feel like. Oh, yeah. Like in pop culture and stuff like that. Uh, But basically, he had two kids. Uh, His son was named Boar. Uh, according to some versions of the legends, which we're actually going to be going over one of those virgin, virgin versions, uh, he also had a daughter named Besla, who Bor married. So there's that fun family time again. Uh, in others, Besla was one of the first Frost Jotner formed from mere sweat. Frost giants were formed from sweat? That's mm-hmm. kind of ironic. Mm-hmm. Because sweat normally happens when you're hot. Yeah. It's weird. (laughs) Uh, Bor and Besla had three sons who they named Odin, Vili, and Ve, which Vili and Ve actually aren't really in the myths anymore. Uh, Odin kind of took over and all of a sudden there's no more Vili and Ve. Hmm. I bet that's part of the mythology that was lost through the oral traditions and... Through the stories of, you know, through the... What am I thinking of? What is the word that I'm thinking of? The growth of Christianity in the community? Yes. I bet that their stories probably were just too messed up. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So they probably just threw them them away. Um, Where was I at? Yes. There I am. Uh, Ymir and the Frost Giants were cruel and evil. So the three sons of Besla plotted to kill the giant. When they did, the torrents of blood that flowed out of him washed away most of the frost giants, and the few that remained were Jotner. Hmm. So, humans, basically. Jotner. Mm-hmm. That's the term for human. Hmm. Yep. In the Norse creation mythology, oh yeah. Weird. I don't uh, think I came across that. I'm sure I did, and I just... Not really paying much attention. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Now I would like to get into the creation of Midgard. So like I said, the sons of Besla plotted to kill the giant. They killed him. Cool. Uh, What they did, though, which was really weird. Cthulhu. Not that. (laughs) (laughs) Not him yet. Is Cthulhu in Norse mythology? Cthulhu is not in Norse mythology, but... He is a myth, and that may or may not be an episode that we go over one of these days. Weeks. Weeks, not days. Yeah, but we got to wait for this tip to subside, because the last thing <laughs> I need to be doing is Cthulhuing. Cthulhu. <laughs> <laughs> I could just imagine whenever we're talking about, you know, Cthulhu and the... Cthulhu. Exactly. Gee, Every single t- we're gonna do it. I'm, oh, I'm doing no. it. Okay, but uh, what they did was really funky, and they used Emir's body to create the surface of the land, while his blood was brought together to make the seas and rivers of Midgard. Not wanting the world to be flat, the sons of Boran Besla used his bones and teeth to make the mountains and fjords. The giant skull was placed over the new world to make the sky and his brains the clouds that floated through it. Yeet. Talk yeah. about air brain. Oh, air yeah. Head, air head? Air brain? 
It's... <laughs> I know. I'm an airhead. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no comment. Uh, oh. oof. And then the uh, brothers basically, they used his corpse for everything. Yeah, that's... So if you think about it, right here, right now... That is really uncomfortable. Yeah. Literally under us is Ymir. No, literally everything that we touch, because everything that's created is created from the earth. Mm-hmm. He's just been repurposed yep. billions and billions of times. Yeah, it's Even funky. more than that, if we believe that the time has already existed once, and that we're on the second go-around. No wonder why the earth has so many layers. Okay. <laughs> Conspiracy theories. Uh, the brothers captured sparks that flew up from Muspelheim and placed it into the sky. Uh, these became the soon... Oh my god, wow. Uh, the sun. The soon. <laughs> the soon. <laughs> my notes go sun, moon, and stars that gave light to the world. I got the names for them. Oh, okay, what's those names? They are... Oh, I did get stars, but it's soul for the sun. It was a female. Okay. Then there is Mani, which is the moon, and it's a male. There is Joro, which is the earth, and a female. And then there's Dagger, or Dagger, Dagger, D-A-G-R, which is day, and then not, which is night. Hmm. Yeah. Um, the Norse, you know, like most mythologies, had personifications of all the elements and stuff like that. I'm sure that there's a ton more names that will unearth while we're doing our research. Right. Yeah, no, that actually really excites me. Uh, so thank you for the names. Yeah, I, sorry for interrupting. Oh, you're good. <laughs> I would have just glossed right over that. Uh, I actually had no idea that there were names for mm-hmm. them, so thank you. Um, the brothers used Emir's eyebrows to make a protective wall to encircle their new uh. land and keep it safe from attack. Attack on Titan. Ooh, ignore my yawn. Attack on... Okay, yeah. I mean, I guess so. <laughs> I was just making that <laughs> No, I know. Could you imagine, though, if that show was like... Don't... I don't want to even think about that show being real. That show is terrifying. No, but I'm saying, like, what if it actually took place in, like, the Norse mythology style? Because, you know, the giant... The Titans could be, like, reiterations of, like, the Frost Giants. Hmm. Okay, we're getting off track. Um, basically, they used the eyebrows to make a protective wall and keep it safe from attack. Uh, they called this new world Midgard, or the Middle Yard, for its central place along Yggdrasil and its safe enclosure. This world is often written today as Middle-earth, which is probably the coolest part of this. Uh, the brothers were so pleased with their new world that they created the first man and woman named Osk and Embla, from the branches of trees, or the trees, I should say, and gave them life. By this time, new worlds began to appear. So in this version of the of the creation, it was all like, yeah, Odin and his brothers made Midgard and Asgard, and that was it. But mm-hmm. these new worlds just started popping up. So this kind of has a little bit of holes in it, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why we said we'll go deeper in a different episode. And I'm sure that we'll say things over time that contradict earlier things that we've said. You just have to remember that mythology is, you know, multiple different accounts of the same event. 
you know, you're not always going to find the same exact information. We do our best to follow legitimate surfaces, you know, dot edu dot gov dot org not dot com if possible yeah. just because you know those can be a little bit more reliable and um but we we are human we make mistakes yes but we do not use wikipedia i do not use wikipedia <laughs> we keep our sources reliable yes sorry wikipedia um so blah 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 Ka-ding. they created the first man and woman a uh, new world started to appear, and Odin made his home in Asgard as the Aesir gods, which the 15 gods, uh, came into being. Actually, not necessarily on that either. But really? the Aesir gods were the 15 gods. There is two different forms of gods, and I don't know if you saw that in your research, but um, half of the gods, or you know, the majority of the gods, they are the Aesir gods, but they're more the war gods, the fighting, you know, gods right. and stuff. Um, but then there's another type of god, which it makes up the other half, and those are the Vanir gods, and they're the gods of fertility. So, like Freya and Frigga and them, they're considered Vanir gods in most instances hmm. that have been adopted by the Acer gods, because the Acer gods are what is widely accepted as being the gods. At least that's what I huh. found in my research. That's actually pretty cool. I find some cool things. Yeah. What <laughs> website did you use? Um, I used a couple different ones. I think I used ancientmythology.eu. Um, and then another one. I used another one. I can't quite remember. I normally write them down. I'm kicking myself in the buns for not doing that this week. And, of course, I did all my research before tonight, so right. it's not as easy to go back and look those up. Right. But I will find them, and I'll find some place to link them. Okay. Yeah, no, we'll probably uh, put it out on the Facebook, like, links to this episode and that kind of stuff. Uh, so, yeah, basically, the Aesir gods came into being, uh, but this is when his brothers became absent. And, you know, stopped being part of the myths. Uh, Odin married Frigg and um, took his place as the Allfather of the Norse world. And that's where we stopped with the creation, right? Did you Mm -hmm. go any further than that? I sure did not. No, that's as far as I got with creationism for the Norse mythology. Alrighty. So what do you say we take a quick break? Get some water? That would be... Use the restroom? Yeah, that'd be very pleasant. Give the kitty some attention. Oh, yeah. She's just sitting behind my laptop right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So when we get back from the break, Cece, give us a little rundown. We're going to be talking about the major gods that we're going to be talking about over time in our stories, just so you kind of have an idea of who they are and what they do. Tony's going to go through the family tree, which I wish him all of the luck on. (laughs) And then we're going to have a brief section on Norse mythology creation in the media. Yes. So we'll see you guys in just a moment. Don't go away. Welcome back to Mythology Breakdown. I've got an idea for a little game while I do this next thing. A game? Okay. Um, I don't know how in-depth you got into the actual attributes of the gods and stuff. No. 
I want to test and see what you know. Oh, God. Compared to what it actually is. Do you accept <sighs> the challenge? I am going to make a fool of myself. But That's you know what? okay. That's what we're here for. Yeah. So you know what? Screw it. Let's do it. All right. So I'm going to say the name of the immortal. Okay. And I'll ask you if you know what their main title was. If you don't, then I'll give you their main title and then see if you can't guess kind of other things about them. Okay. Bring it on. All right. First one is Ymir. So Ymir was the first giant. He is the one that basically began began the creation of mythology. Very true. I was hoping you would get that well, one. Well, yeah, considering <laughs> I, I did that. So bring it on. Let's go. More. Odin. Odin. Okay, so he is head bitch in charge. He is the, the top <laughs> of the top. Uh, he, when he went to Asgard, he became the Allfather. <laughs> so he's basically the god of the gods. Yeah, um, just a little bit more on that. He's also considered to be quite sinister. He is extremely into the pursuit of knowledge and he will stop at nothing to get that knowledge which has caused lots of conflict right um as seen in movies yes he also is called woden and can be considered the origins of the day of the week wednesday huh Odin day wednesday woden odin when yeah it all makes sense i'm still calling it hump day no one's stopping me (laughs) Um, Frigg. Frigg is the goddess of marriage and love. Just marriage, fertility, family. She's mm. the queen of the she's the queen of the gods and the goddess of the sky. Right, because she's married to Odin. Yep. Or Woden. Um, there is some debate on Frigg and Freya. Freya seems to have very similar attributes to Frigg, and sometimes they're interchangeable in myths. Okay. Um, so that's something that I want to keep an eye on when we're doing our future research. Yeah, that actually, that, I didn't know that, so cool. Alright, if you don't get this one, I think I need a divorce. Okay. Thor. Uh, (laughs) he's the trickster god, right? I'm kidding. Uh, he's the god of lightning, or technically the god of thunder. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, he wields the hammer, Mjolnir, Mm -hmm. uh, and then bunch of shit happens <laughs> uh he he marries sif and kind of sort of has a thing with freya but that's that's kind of it yeah he's also called the loyal defender of asgard that's kind of his main title and um he is the strongest of all of the gods all of the gods any of the gods well yeah um he is well armored and he's also the god of agriculture which people take in um, to be in relationship with the fact that he's the god of thunder. So, you know, you stay on the thunder god's good side, he'll probably not destroy your crops. Huh. That kind of thing. Um, a- now we're going to get into the ones that you're probably not going to know. Hit me anyways. Balder. How do you spell that? B-A-L-D-E-R. Balder. So I did kind of a little bit of research with the family tree. Um, Balder. 
Cthulhu. Oh God! I know, I know, he's the son of, or one of the sons of Odin and Frigg. I just can't remember what he is exactly, or she. He. Okay. Light and purity. Okay. Does that ring any more bells? No, not at okay. all. Okay. So he. <laughs> This is one of the stories that I actually do know quite in, not in depth, but I do more, know more about than a lot of other things. He was a beautiful god. Like, and his mother, when he was born, protected him from anything. He could not be harmed. Nothing could hurt him. His one weakness was mistletoe. Huh. Yeah. Um, so we'll go more in depth into the story later, but he's killed by his brother. Because his brother was blind and was given a dart covered in mistletoe. And it was a game to, you know, hurt your other gods. And he didn't know because he was blind. And yeah, he killed him. Dang. Um, He was beautiful. Um, He was also the god of, like, ships and the navy and stuff like that. Yeah. I'm, I'm super excited to get more into him later. He's got quite an interesting story. Next. Vidar. V-I-D-A-R. So, I'm going to be honest with you. I just keep going. <laughs> you don't know anything? No. <laughs> I'm going to try. Um, so, he is the silent god of vengeance. And his his big thing is that during Ragnarok, he would be the one to kill the wolf Fren- Frenrir. Fenrir? F-E-N-R-I-R. Right. Which is one of the children of Loki and was said to bring about... The destruction of the world in Ragnarok. Next up, we have Tyr, T-Y-R. Do you know anything about that one? I have no idea. Oh, my gosh. Um, so, he is the god of war. Often, you know, identified with Mars slash Ares. Hmm. They're very similar. Um, he is one of the oldest, like, known gods that... Like, God with the most history and mythology behind him. You know, one of the earliest ones. Right. Um, I thought that was interesting. Not a lot about him. Um, next we have Bragi. B-R-A-G-I. Not a lot about him either, but he was a <laughs> bard god. He was a poet. Um, he was kind of like an entertainer in the courts of Asgard. That was his main purpose. Huh. Yeah. Um... Next is Eden, I-D-U-N. <laughs> no idea. Um, she is the youthful goddess of rejuvenation. She is the person in charge of giving out immortality and keeping the gods immortal through the fruit that she grows. So, is there any way to talk to this Eden? I don't know. Why? Do you want the fruit? Yeah, just a little bit. (laughs) You know, she would grow fruit and, you know, that's how she kept the gods immortal. And so she was very well protected and sought after because, one, she was youthful and beautiful. And, two, she had all of this power that they wanted to make sure did not fall into the wrong hands, obviously. What is that supposed to mean? I'm just playing. The whole fruit thing. Never mind. mind. All right. (laughs) Now we're going to get back into ones that you might know more about. Okay. Loki? Trickster God. There you go. Knew that one. Thank you, Marvel. 
Thank you, Marvel. Anything else? I know you know more about him. Uh, he can, like, shapeshift into whatever he wants. He can. Um, he basically, he's, he's the brother of Odin. Or not Odin. Thor. Technically. Adopted brother. Yeah, he is he's the son a frost of a giant, giant and a giantess. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that Odin adopted. Um, surprisingly, uh, did, did it say anything about his skin being, like, a tint of blue? Because um, I've, I've seen that. Not in my places. research, but I, I'm sure it'll come up more. I, I mean, we're going to be talking about Loki so much because he is always in the middle of things. He is the root of a lot of the problems that emerge. Yeah, especially in Asgard. Um, a couple more things about Loki is that he is the one responsible for the deaths during Ragnarok because of his children. Not only the wolf Renrir, but there is a snake. Did you do any research on the snake? I've been saving all of my research of uh, deeper mythology until, like, next time. Okay. Because I don't want everything to be in my mind fresh, and then yeah. it'll go away. No, no, that makes perfect sense. But he does have a snake son that is, like, encircles the entire circumference of the world that is supposed to help destroy the world during Ragnarok. Huh. Yeah, he's his dad. He's also identified with the Egyptian god Set, and we'll learn more about Set next week. I'm excited about that. All right, next is Hell. H-E-L? H-E-L. Uh, so I'm probably assuming that it's one one of the, it's kind of like Hades, right? Mm-hmm. So basically like God of the Underworld, but not really the Underworld in this goddess. aspect. Oh, Goddess. Goddess of the Underworld. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, their Underworld is called Hellheim. Or Helheim, H-E-L-H-E-I-M. She is another child of Loki. And what's super creepy about her is that she is partly decomposed. Her head and her torso are alive. And she has the legs and bottom half of a corpse. Huh. Yeah, super creepy. And she is, out of all of the gods, the most powerful when she's, like, in her realm. Right. So, like, no, like, I mean, like, if she's in her realm, she is more powerful than any other god, no matter where they are. Oh, damn. She is the most powerful god. Yes. All right. Um, next is Heimdall. Yeah, so he was basically the keeper. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's basically his whole story. Yep, he's a vigilant Asgard guardian. He carries around a horn so that he can warn people. Yep. And some sites say, claim to say that he is the father of humankind. Huh. I yeah. mean, it would make sense. Yeah. Especially since Midgard was created to protect the Asgardians, basically. It, it would make complete sense. Yeah. That a guardian of the Asgardians would want to have kids to guard that world. It's weird. Next we've got Njord. N-J-O-R-D. I just can't tell you. God of the sea and wealth. He's I, I couldn't put a lot of information on him upon just the most basic research. But I'm, uh, yeah, pretty excited. I, I'm, I find that very interesting because the last two mythologies that we've talked about, the gods of the sea and the air and the underworld, have been the three most powerful. And... In this one, 
the god of the sea, I mean, really doesn't have much to do. Hmm. Like, like at least not at base level. Yeah. Which I found very interesting because it's just so much different than what we've been talking about. Um, next we've got Freyr. F-R-E-Y-R. F-R-E, that spells free. F-R-E-E, that spells free. Creditreport.com, baby. baby. Okay. <laughs> so, Freer, what does he do? Um, he is the god of fertility. Um, he's also the god of vanity, harvest, wealth, peace, virility. He is associated often with elves and boars. Um, the boar was used as a sacrificial animal. Yeah. Huh. He is the twin brother of Freya. Yeah. You don't know anything about Freya, do you? Uh, not really. <laughs> she's the like goddess, the goddess of, of wisdom and stuff like that. Yeah, she's the goddess of fate and destiny. Okay. So she is, you know, kind of the patron goddess of love, beauty, pleasure, nice. and the unknown. She is the Norse seer goddess. She gives women the power of sight. And they are called, I'm going to pronounce this wrong, and it's going to sound really bad, but I think it's pronounced vulva, V-O-L-V-A, and the O has the two little dots above it. Hmm. I don't think that's right, so please don't yell at me. (laughs) <laughs> vulva her vulva but yeah that's what the seers were called and she was kind of the overseer kind of, right. huh? <laughs> of all of that the, oh um, my god and those are the main 15 that i found i'm sure that we'll find a lot more in our research and we'll go into more depth about all of them but i just wanted to kind of get a base idea of who these people were that we're going to be working with yeah all right so Next, what I want to cover is the family tree. Mm. So, is this another bush scenario? Unfortunately, no. Uh, actually, oh, wow. it's a little bit more straightforward, which is surprising, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, apparently, the the Nords don't really like uh, incest as much as some other... Huh. Yeah. Black. Funky. Yeah. Thank you, <laughs> Greeks. Wow. Uh, but, uh, basically from top to bottom, I made kind of a list of all of the crazy family stuff. Um, yep. Follow along as best as you can. We're going to try and make some infographics for our social medias. Yeah. I'm going to like write things down on a piece of paper or chair picture or something. But But hopefully this will kind of give you an overview of the stories that we're going to tell later. Yeah. So... Basically, Buri, the first god, gave birth to Boran Besla. Uh, Boran Besla, who were married, made Odin and his two brothers, uh, Vili and Ve. Uh, Odin and Frigg, who were married, birthed Baldur, Hodur, and Hermod, which Hodur and Hermod aren't really big mm-hmm. in mythology. It's mainly just Baldur. Um, yeah, that's the one I was talking about earlier, the really beautiful one, and then his brother was the one that killed him. Yeah. Uh, Odin actually had three affairs with the Earth, Funky, who birthed Thor, Rind, who birthed Vale, and an unnamed lady who was married to a man named Hymer, who birthed Tyr. 
T-Y-R. Mm-hmm. That's the war god. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thor and Sif were married but had affairs of their own. They birthed Modi and Trude. Hmm. So they're kids, basically. Uh, Sif had an affair with an unknown man named... Wow, sorry. Sif had an affair with an unknown man and birthed Ul, U-L-L. And Thor had an affair with a woman named Jamsaxa, who birthed Magni. That's an unfortunate name. Yeah, that's a little depressing. Yeah, (laughs) but that's all that I found, actually. Uh, There's not a huge thing with the family tree that really... Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's there's a lot, and we'll be growing and gaining on our knowledge. We carefully record all of our research, and hopefully we're going to be able to compile it someday. <laughs> yeah, so then that way we can have you guys follow along, all that kind of stuff. Uh, and we plan on getting better at putting it at the beginning of the everything we talk about, so... Yeah, I yeah. <laughs> feel like after we're done with the these initial creation videos, we'll have before we get into the story of the day kind of a who's who of the myth of di- a myth of the day, just so we can kind of get a refresher of who's who in our m- mind, mm-hmm. especially with these first couple of stories. Oh yeah, because these are just oh, so yeah. crazy. Yeah. All but... right, I think the last thing for the day is creation in the media. Yeah. Honestly, I mean, just like every other creation story thus far, not a lot about the actual creation. However, something interesting that I've noticed in my research and that's been actually talked about in circles, mythological circles, is North mythology and pop media in general has grown exponentially recently. Right. Um, I'm sure that's aided by... Marvel, which is the big one. Of course. Um, But, I mean, there's lots of other influences from the Norse mythologies that you wouldn't necessarily expect. You know how earlier we mentioned Attack on Titan, and Mm -hmm. we were like, oh, yeah, there's nothing to do. You know, it was very much so inspired by Norse mythology. Hmm. Yeah, um, the walls, um, some of the names, the locations, like, it all very much draws on... A lot of Norse different mythology. mythologies. Well, Norse mythology in particular. Huh. So I found that really fascinating because I, like, I did seriously write it off at first. I was like, no, it, no. Right. Um, so obviously, really quick, I want to talk about Thor and Marvel and Thor's adventures. And it's kind of, kind of the home world. And you get some of the same aspects, but I feel like there are some major differences that we'll be talking about over time, but that's the biggest pop culture reference to Norse media, at least right now in today's age. Who knows what'll happen ten years from now? Oh yeah, I mean Netflix or not Netflix, um, but one of the streaming services came out with the show Vikings, which is basically set in that era as well. Mm-hmm. And that actually that shows my boy Edge from uh, <laughs> WWE. So yeah. Yeah. No, not Edge. I think it's Christian. Isn't it Christian? No, I think it's Edge. I don't know. It's one of the two. I haven't watched it yet. Yeah. We started, (laughs) but... And then there's uh, Ubisoft's new game, uh, Valhalla, Assassin's Creed Mm -hmm. Valhalla, which is heavily based around uh, Norse mythology. mythology. And stuff like that. 
Um, we haven't played that yet either. No. It's on our list of games to buy. Yeah, once I kill Medusa in Odyssey and do the Atlantis thing, then I'm buying it. You can't tell me no. <laughs> um, Norse mythology has also been a really popular topic in many different comic books. A lot of comics lately have pulled from Norse mythology. Um, on the creation itself, there was a book written in 1959 by Lester Del Rey about Ragnarok, and it was called Day of the Giants. Hmm. And, um... If you believe in the theory that Ragnarok has already happened, right? then, I mean, it could very well pertain to our subject today. Another thing that kind of made me giggle is The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings were also heavily influenced by Norse culture. You can see that in the names and the places and the beliefs of the creatures in Lord of the Rings. Um, I'm going to confess something. I've never seen Lord of the Rings. No, I put it on. She put it on one day and fell asleep. I so. did. I want to like it. I do. <laughs> I just, I can't make it through the movies. So, honestly, just shame her. Ah, oh, that's rude. Yeah, send me an angry email. Tell me why I should watch it. At mythology. Oh, yeah, breakdown mythology pod. breakdown pod at gmail.com. We'll yeah. go through that again later. <laughs> um, last topic of the day is back to our old boy Rick Riordan. He wrote a series about North mythology called Magnus Chase. Hmm. And I have not read those books, but they do derive seriously from North mythology, and they exist in the same universe as the Percy Jackson books. Yeah, I mean, I he... think that my sister, who will premiere on this podcast sometime soon, um, my sister was saying that there's supposed to be a crossover series soon. I'm excited for that. Oh yeah, that's in that's incredible. I mean, what he made the the Percy Jackson in the Olympian books, which was based around Greek mythology, then he kind of tied in Roman mythology with it and, as well. Uh, yep, and then he has the Magnus Chase series, which is Norse, and the Cain Chronicles, and which Cain. is Egyptian. Yeah, and I think he has more. I don't know, but hmm. basically, he's the go-to guy. I want to talk to him so bad. <laughs> maybe through this podcast we'll be able to get an interview with him. That would be so cool. Boost the heck out of us. That way we can do that. Okay? Okay. <laughs> How can you boost the heck out of us, you asked? Well, I'm, I'm glad that you asked, didn't ask. The best place <laughs> to... um. <laughs> Stop laughing at me. Uh, sorry. The best place to help us out is going to be on Apple Podcasts. You can leave us a five-star rating and review us. and. Or you can be brutally honest and leave us a one-star and tell us that we suck. But so. please don't do that. If you're going to be mean, just send us an email. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's at Mythology Breakdown on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. But you can't leave reviews on Spotify. I wish you could. Yeah. Um, you can also contact us directly at mythologybreakdownpod at gmail.com. We will be answering any questions you have on the air as soon as we start getting any. Have you checked? Yeah, we haven't gotten any yet. Well, it takes time. I know. <laughs> but please, please send us questions so we can answer them. And, you know, here I'll, I'll give you a prompt. Tell me 
what story you most want to hear covered. Send that and to that, our email. That can be about any sort of myth. Any myth. Anything in the world. Anything in history. If you want us to talk about it, let us know. Uh, we do have one from uh, one of your coworkers, Evan, I think. Evan Moore. He said he wanted to... Shout out to Evan if yeah, you're listening. Shout out to Evan. Last week was Thomas. This week is Evan. Uh, he wanted to hear something about... God, what was it? Um, oh, now you're going to look. Well, while he's looking that up, um, you can also check us out on YouTube at Mythology Breakdown. We kind of do shorter versions of these episodes, mostly Greek mythology right now. Eventually, we're planning on branching out. You can also find us on TikTok at mythology underscore breakdown underscore pod. There we kind of post updates and eventually some more content. <laughs> um, I, also, I also do a mythology breakdown mini series, mostly pertaining to Percy Jackson, on my main page, which is at CC Phelan on TikTok. And finally, for the shameless plug, join us on Facebook at Mythology Breakdown Podcast. We have discussion groups, and we're super excited to be growing that platform. It's going to be a very much so one-on-one space where you can really get to know us as people. Mm-hmm. Did you find Did you? Find I did. It? So Evan Moore wants us to talk about the Wendigo. The Wendigo. Yes, yes. I think for our special... Special episode this month, we're going to talk about the Wendigo mm-hmm. and other stories like it and kind of the origins of the Wendigo and stuff like that. So tune out for that soon, Evan, if you're listening. I hope you are. That's all I got for today. That was pretty productive. I know. We got a lot done today. Oh, yeah. That went by really, really fast. <laughs> right. All right. Next week, we're going to be talking about the creation of Egypt, and I don't know about you, but this is the one that I've been most excited for. Oh, same. So excited. All right, but thank you for staying with us this long. Uh, Oh, another thing that we wanted to do was, if you have listened to it this far, we want you guys to send us an email with the code name PIZZA. And basically, it's just so we can see who's listening to this all the way, and... And if you listen to it all the way and send us an email, we'll give you a shout-out with with whatever social media slash name that you want us to use. We'll give you a shout-out on air, get you some free publicity. Yes. And that's your incentive. That's your incentive to listen to it all the way through and leave us reviews and stuff. Anyway, until next week, I've been Cece. And I've been Tony. Have a good night.